Welcome to Cut the Crib, a podcast hosted by me, Rohas Nathwar. In this show, I bring over a decade of expertise and take you into the world of cryptocurrency. From deep dives into Bitcoin and Ethereum, to understanding NFTs, stacks and indexes, and of course, investing tips. Each week, I'll cover a different topic to deepen your understanding of the crypto world. Thousands of years ago, our ancestors used to barter or swap food, hunting gear and cattle. And now, Uniswap, the world's most popular crypto swapping and bartering protocol, has generated a billion dollars in fees. Money has truly come a full circle. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about money and its past, present and future. So let's start with the barter system. Our ancestors started off with a barter system, something like, I will give you two buffaloes in return for five shiny new super sharp axes. Soon they realized that the barter system had too many limitations. Everyone didn't want buffaloes. Buffaloes were not divisible. After all, who would want 1.35 buffaloes? And thirdly, buffaloes were not portable. Imagine having to carry a buffalo on your shoulders while going shopping. So how did money evolve through the ages? Because of the limitations of the barter system, humans moved on to more acceptable, divisible, homogeneous and portable forms of money. Things like cowrie shells, salt, gold, silver and lots more. The game changer, however, was the Chinese invention of paper, which finally led to the birth of paper currency as we still use today. Initially, paper money was backed by gold or other precious metals. The US dollar, in fact, was on the gold standard for many years. That means that the dollar was actually backed by gold and this continued all the way up to June 5, 1933. And the US government continued to convert dollars to gold at a fixed value up until August 15, 1971. Today, however, it's a completely different story and there is absolutely no country in the world which continues to back its currency to gold. In fact, the entire world has moved on to the concept of fiat money. Money that is declared legal tender by a government but not backed by any physical commodity. In fact, let's take a small experiment. Why don't you take a note out of your pocket and have a look at it. It should be any Indian currency note except a 1 rupee note. Now, if you notice, this note will have a promise signed by the governor of the Reserve Bank of India saying, I promise to pay the bearer the sum of, say, 100 rupees, depending on which note you're holding. Now, if you were to take this note to the governor of the Reserve Bank of India, he would most probably give you coins or 1 rupee notes. A disclaimer, I've never actually tried it, but logically this is what he's going to give you. These banknotes issued by the Reserve Bank of India can be used as legal tender in India. That means everyone must accept them for all legal payments. In fact, if you don't, you are committing a crime. Now, remember the demonetization of some notes that happened way back in 2016? Well, legally, what actually happened was that the legal tender status of 500 rupee notes and 1000 rupee notes was withdrawn. So even then, you could continue to hold the note, but they were no longer accepted as legal tender. So this brings us to a question. What is money? Now, according to me, money must have at least one of the following three characteristics. Firstly, I should be able to buy and sell stuff using it. 
Secondly, I should be able to maintain my accounts using it. And thirdly, I should be able to hold and grow my savings with it. Money is not just cash and bank deposits. It includes so much more, whether you say art, cryptocurrencies, equity shares, gold, real estate, loyalty points, all of them are forms of money. Let's say I have a great idea for a startup, but I don't have the cash to hire a good team. So I could pay my team using shares of my startup. I could also give them employee stock options or ESOPs, quite popular nowadays. If my startup succeeds, my team would be able to sell their shares at a huge profit. And trust me, almost every startup today begins in this way. Finally, let's have a look at e-money and future money. The birth of computers and the internet has brought in many innovative payment systems such as debit and credit cards, net banking, mobile wallets and of course the super awesome UPI. Now the cryptocurrency revolution in our world started with Satoshi Nakamoto's path-breaking white paper called Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. Now this was way back in October 2008 and that's what brought into the world Bitcoin, the world's first truly peer-to-peer -peer electronic currency. Today, of course, there are more than 6,000, you heard that right, 6,000 actively traded cryptocurrencies. In fact, let me give you a short story of how I got introduced to Bitcoin. So this was way back in 2010, and at that time I was a cybercrime investigator assisting the law enforcement agencies in about 18 different countries. One of the cases that I was working on involved a very new way in which the drug mafia was using something called Bitcoin. I'd never heard about the term before that. How it worked was, you could go to a coffee shop, there would be a youngster sitting there and you'd give him some cash. The youngster would then convert that cash into something called Bitcoin and then send it somewhere into the world. And then he would give you a number, say 84. A few days later, a book would arrive at your house through a popular e-commerce service. So let's say it was a Harry Potter novel. You could then tear out page 84, cut it into small pieces and keep it with you. Whenever you wanted a shot of the drugs, you would take one of the small pieces of paper, put it on your tongue and the drug would take effect. So that's how I actually got introduced to Bitcoin. And at that time, Bitcoin was quite infamous for primarily being used for criminal purposes. Of course, the world's evolved a lot. Bitcoin today is used for a lot of legitimate purposes also. In fact, the country of El Salvador has recently declared Bitcoin as legal tender. So just like in India, you go to a store pay rupees and buy a packet of biscuits. In El Salvador, you could do exactly the same thing using Bitcoin. Now, cryptocurrencies are of many different types. We have medium of exchange coins, stable coins, utility coins, privacy coins, meme coins, NFTs, and a lot more. In fact, we even have use case specific cryptos, which are disrupting sectors like e-commerce, education, gaming, supply chain, video streaming, and lots, lots more. In fact, did you know there was a crypto project called BAT or Basic Attention Token that's monetizing human attention? Yes, you heard that right. They actually pay for your attention. But this is the kind of stuff that we are going to talk about in the second episode. So in the next edition, I'm going to talk about what cryptocurrencies actually are and what you actually get when you buy crypto. Thanks for listening in to this episode of Cut the Crypt with me, Rohas. To make sure that you don't miss out on the next episode, subscribe and follow the show on this app right now. More insights from the crypto world coming soon.